0: Unless you're my uncle, of course, who seems to be changing it more frequently than someone would change their underwear. Hold on a second, why do I keep bringing my uncle up? And why underwear? Oh god, maybe I do really have uncle issues. Might have to bring that up in my next therapy session. Hi everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Fit and Flirty. This is Elle speaking, as always, just in case you forgot, which is unlikely, but you never know. So I hope you enjoyed the last episode where we talked about love with a capital L, and that you had a nice Valentine's Day, however you decided to spend it. Thinking about it, I think it's good that we have a day to celebrate love, because love is worth celebrating. I believe that Valentine's Day should be about celebrating love itself, Whether you're single or taken, married or divorced, dating or cat lading. Now, I know some may say love should be celebrated every day and blah, blah, blah. You know how that goes. And I wouldn't disagree with that in principle, but we could apply the same thinking to anything, really. Say, happiness is worth celebrating every day. But this doesn't mean that there shouldn't be an official International Day of Happiness, which, for the record, is on the 20th of March, right? Mothers should also be celebrated every day, I would argue, but they still get a special day dedicated to commemorating this, usually sometime in March, depending on the country. And the same applies to fathers, whose honoring day also varies from country to country. Women, celebrated on the 8th of March. Men, who are it celebrated on the 19th of November, which I think is worth noting and remembering because we always tend to celebrate Women and not International Men's Day, As a woman, I'm happy, but I think, you know, for equality, it's also good to remember that men are worth celebrating as well, especially because that's also linked to the awareness um, against, like, prostate cancer and stuff like that. And also, like, you know, there is an International Day for grandparents, for cats, for um, the LGBT community, and so on. It's just like Christmas for someone who's a Catholic, really, because, technically speaking, if you're religious and a believer, You shouldn't celebrate your faith only on one day specifically, but honour it throughout. However, we get a reminder every year to specifically commemorate the birth of Jesus, sometime around the 25th of December if I'm not wrong. Now, we could go on forever talking about this and potentially record a whole episode about it, or a few actually, from equal rights to religion, we could be talking you know, uh, have an episode potentially dedicated on listing key dates throughout the year so everyone's aware of things that should be celebrated etc. But that's not the point really. So before I start going off a tangent talking about religion, belief, equal rights and whatever as usual, let's try to get me back on track. What was I saying? Ah uh, yes, Valentine's Day. So unfortunately Valentine's Day is mainly associated with celebrating people who are in a relationship And that's probably why Valentine's Day gets such a bad reputation. Also, not only is the emphasis mainly put on those who are in a couple, but also a very specific kind of couple, either married, engaged, deeply committed couples. Do you need any proof? I can give you that. So go try a Valentine's Day card for someone you've only started dating, aka Mission Impossible. I experienced it myself. Um, obviously last week. Of course my options were rather limited to start with, given that everything shut due to lockdown and I could only get a card from my local supermarket. But anyway, all cards available either said to my lovely be wedded wife, or to the most amazing husband in the whole galaxy, or to the one I love, to the next solar system and back, or you'll do. Like literally. There was this one card, probably the saddest card I've ever seen for V-Day, with a hand-drawn heart, like kind of simulated, on it and the words YOU'LL DO written all in caps. I mean, I understand playing it down to play it cool, but this is like saying I'm shagging you because I couldn't find anything better out there, but hey, happy Valentine's Day! Adding a grin, like as the emoji, like the grinning emoji. Mm. Brutal, absolutely brutal. So it's either, obviously, too passionate and, like, too, like, over the top, or that. Oh, and there was also another card, now that I remember. The I'm trying to pretend I'm funny when actually I'm not and I'd kill you if you dare card. uh, That was adapting Elton John's lyrics, saying to my boyfriend, don't go bacon, my heart. And, like, there was this kind of bacon-shaped, like, drawing of... Elton John was basically a bacon that looked like Elton John or something like that. So now I get it. We're in the UK and it's an certain fact that you guys, and I mean you Brits, have a hard time communicating your true feelings and rather rely on self-deprecating humor and God knows what else you think is haha hilarious, but isn't this a bit too much? You may disagree and I'll never know because as I said, you're not very good at communicating your feelings and opinions in a straightforward way. I suppose the only way I'll know is if all of a sudden you start acting very politely to me, maybe even liking some of the pictures on the Instagram account, because that's how British people show they don't like you, by actually making you think they like you. Really weird. Uh, But basically, in their heads, like, they don't give you the impression that they're making a fuss about it, and they're not raising any suspicion. I don't know. Um, you know, never fully understood you, and probably never will. That's life. Moving on. Oh, of course, another hypothesis is that I will never know, because no one is actually listening to this podcast other than G. She's my friend, by the way, so she doesn't really count. But shout out to G, though. You go, girl, and keep listening, please. I'm doing this for you, just like my fitness classes that you've always joined, because um, I'm also giving some fitness classes, like online virtually, to some colleagues and friends, and um, she's always joined. she's my number one fan, I suppose, and also biggest fan of the podcast. Anyway, shout out to Jay. Moving on, um, maybe it's time to get to the actual topic of today's episode, as I appreciate you might be starting to wonder what the title has to do with all of this rambling, So on to the topic, we're going to be talking about dating in lockdown. Yeah, we're doing this again. I know, I know that technically speaking, we already recorded an episode on the same topic that is the Dating for Dummies episode in season one, but this one is different, I promise. So please stay and keep listening. This time we'll talk about ideas on how to meet someone during lockdown and, drum roll, I'm not referring to dating apps. How? You will ask if you've gotten this far, of course. Well, let me tell you. All you gotta do really is decide you're looking for a new flat, not a new date. Yeah, you heard that right. And it's not because you've already planned everything five years ahead from now and are looking for the family home so you can entice or most likely scare your potential new date into it, but rather because this way you'll get a chance to meet people, to actually meet them Like, for real, that's not like, you know, through a dating app or, like, anything that is artificial like that. But it's a more, I'd say, genuine and natural way to meet people. Now, here's a quick step-by-step guide on how to do this effectively. According to my fantastic experience, which, you know, on uh, TripAdvisor has been rated as 10 out of 10. I don't even know by whom, but... And it's also really not true. Whatever, just stick with me. So, step number one. Set up your date... uh, I mean... Your house search profile. So here's how. Go on Spare Room, where there's a lot of properties, for example, two or three bed flats that are being advertised empty and thus suitable for budding up. For the record, no, Spare Room is not sponsoring this episode, so it's all done for real and for free because I, you know, tried it myself. So uh, as I was saying, you can look for potential buddy apps and register your interest for a flat. When you're looking for a new flat buddy, and I'm air-quoting here, flat-buddy, you'll be able to see people who have also registered their interest for budding up. And just like that, you can browse through a lot of different profiles. You can even set filters according to your preference. You want like male or female, what's the age range, smoker, or non-smoker, are pets allowed? There's even like an LGBTQ plus filter. So really like anything you'd like and anything you want. Oh, and the best part is that you can already filter by willingness to commit, I mean, to commit to flat sharing, of course. But that's still better than nothing, I guess, as they have to put in like, you know, for how long they'd be looking to rent a property. So basically, it's exactly like a dating app without the dating app, isn't this brilliant? But you know, at the same time, just like any other dating app, the most important part is your profile, Because, just like they do, you'll need to write a short bio introducing yourself, your interests, hobbies, whether you're more of a board game or Netflix and chill type of person. I mean, the latter is probably maybe a bit of a stretch, but it's always good to put yourself out there and be clear on what you're looking for in a potential flatmate. Again, air-quoting. At the end of the day, you'll have to live with this person. So, I would dare to say the selection process is exactly the same as for a romantic partner. And this is how you catch two birds with one stone, from flatmates to soulmates, in just one flat share. For the record, if you don't write your own profile bio, people will most likely not reply to your messages, because I didn't really write one, because when I initially was looking, I was only looking for myself. And I reached out to a few people, like for potential buddy-ups, and I think I just came across as a creep. That's why I'm saying it's exactly the same principle as a dating app without a dating app, because if on a dating app you see someone who's got like a blank profile and just like maybe one picture there, if anything, would you match them back? Probably not. So just be mindful of that. But by the way, what I was saying about going from flatmates to soulmates is not complete nonsense just in case that's what some of you may be thinking by now, because I witnessed it myself, so I have proof of that. A few years ago, I moved into a shared flat, and to cut a long story short, a really long story short, at some point in time, it was me, this guy and another girl. We were lucky enough to get along super, super well, and we are still friends to this day, to be fair, even if we eventually moved out from that place and, you know, we went kind of separate ways. But the two of them, though, were even luckier as they went from flatmates, to friends, to boyfriend and girlfriend and are now effectively living together. So, as I like to say, romance and fairy tales do exist, I just didn't really happen to live in one of them back then. So don't give up people, your perfect soul, I mean flatmate, is out there somewhere. But of course, this is not where the story ends. There is a step two arrange the viewings. Ideally, you would want to have as many as you can. And I'm not talking about viewings of your potential flat buddy. Again, set up your profile, reach out to a couple of people, do that. And, you know, if you want to meet up with them and like maybe go for a whatever socially distance walk or um, in a park or somewhere, please do. Like, you know, that's how obviously we get there. But leaving that aside for the moment, I'm talking about viewings of the properties even if in the end, you won't end up moving there. And the reason is, you never know who you may find. In other words, who your letting agent may be. Indeed, I had this funny experience the other day as I went to view a flat. Because the truth is, I actually am looking for a flat. So if anyone out there knows of any available property and or would like to buddy up, no air quotes this time, as I believe it would be a little bit inappropriate given my current situation. Just DM me, fit and flirty pod on Instagram. But back to what I was saying. I went for a viewing and this guy showed me around the flat. Um, he must have been more or less my age, maybe a little bit younger, but hard to judge really because he had a beard, and beards always make you look like a grown-ass man, even if you're like 15. Anyway, he showed me around the Flat, and at the end of the viewing we had a little chit-chat because it's just so nice and rare to be talking to a real human being rather than a virtual someone these days. And it went somewhat like this. We started complaining about the current situation, being in lockdown, you know, as you do these days. It's part of the routine, just like it used to be talking about the weather before Covid happened. And then I played my I'm so funny as I pretend to be upset card. And and started just nagging about how digital communication only is incredibly annoying because all you can do is chat to people over WhatsApp but then there's work and people are busy and they're at work and they ignore the cute dog pictures I send them because, you know, hashtag priorities. I laughed. He laughed. We laughed. So, success. And then I said goodbye and left because the sole purpose of my funny anecdote was to get him to like me so that he'd think I'd make a good tenant and would be willing to reduce the rent price for me? Negotiation techniques, really. For the record, don't take this as a proven negotiation technique, because I did follow a masterclass on negotiation, actually. And I can tell you that what I just described is probably not the standard go-to technique to nail a negotiation. So don't take that as a best-case example. Anyway, you want to know what happened next? Two minutes after I had left, Literally, I received a WhatsApp from him saying, if you, and I'm quoting, if you want to send me cute dog pictures, you can, exclamation mark, which obviously made me burst out in laughter, like in the middle of the street. Now, had I been interested in this guy, I'm pretty sure I would have tried taking it to the next level, because when I replied, thanks, I'll keep that in mind, he sent a winky face. Not gonna lie, I've been very tempted to send him a couple of cute dog pictures just to see how he would have reacted and what would have happened next. But he's also got like a profile picture with his girlfriend, so not entirely sure that would not end well. Unless it's an old picture, as from my experience, most guys forget that there's such a thing like profile pictures in WhatsApp and hardly ever change it. Unless you're my uncle, of course, who seems to be changing it more frequently than someone would change their underwear. Hold on a second, why do I keep bringing my uncle up? And why underwear? Oh God, maybe I do really have uncle issues. Might have to bring that up in my next therapy session. But jokes aside, I didn't get a discount on the rent price, so probably not really worth pursuing it. For you guys, though, it's worth giving it a try. Worth a shot. Try, let me know how it goes. As always, it's my pleasure to be running social dating experiments for you and report back my learnings. I hope you're finding this insightful and very useful in one way or another. Whether, you know, you're just having a laugh, decide to try it yourself, or end up thinking, oh god, I'm so blessed that I'm not that insane, and decide to rather stick to the standard. Either way, this probably may indeed help create a better world out there, a more considerate dating world where people are not just like creeps. And this is it for today, really. I hope you've enjoyed the episode. Uh, feel free to reach out with any comments, questions or suggestions for future dating experiments. Always up for the game. Uh, before we close though, can someone please confirm if guys not changing their profile picture on WhatsApp or anywhere really, because you know they don't really even change it on like Facebook, on LinkedIn, whatever. It's actually a thing. Like it only gets changed every 10 years or so to highlight the key changes in their life, like, you know, life events. Say year 20, young lad. You're 30, the beard. You're 40, the proud dad. You're 50, gray hair or no hair for that matter. You're 60, the granddad, and so on. Like, is this true? Just DM me at fitandflirtypod on Instagram or email at mail.com to let me know if you agree. So, uh, this said, that's all for today's episode. Hope you had a good one. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye, everyone.